it's like if you don't go to the gym, I'm not even gonna swipe on you. And it's like, right. Okay. I mean, that's the that's, that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like. <laughs> With sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the god particle is, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like scientifically proven that males' deep voice is more attractive. Uh oh. Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them and you eat their goddamn corpses. Is that necessarily true? This is a funny thing. I saw what TJ got picked to do this, and I said, I am a thousand times better than TJ. Like, <laughs> okay, and welcome back to We Are the Strange. This is a podcast where I talk to strange people like myself. And my guest today uh, is myself. I didn't have uh, a whole lot of time this week to lock down a guest. Um, so I figured, you know, I'll just go solo. I've seen other people do it before, or heard, anyway. And uh, I, I'm not a huge fan, just because I like to be able to bounce uh, things off another person. And it also gives me time to th- kind of, like, process my thoughts and not just immediately say the, the first stupid thing <laughs> that comes to my mind. Um, I guess in this episode, I wanted to talk about something I haven't actually touched on ever. I think it's, it's been a couple months since it happened. Um, about a couple months ago, I took a hiatus from stand-up comedy. And uh, and that was because I had found out at the time that my uh, live-in girlfriend uh, was cheating on me, <laughs> which was, you know, a little uh, shocking, I guess, uh, upsetting. Uh, and I kind of just needed some time off to really process my thoughts. Like, I remember in certain situations when something bad had happened to me and I just hit the stage, I felt actually a lot better. Like... Uh, and it's kind of fucked up to say, but when my mom had her stroke and I was like super fucked up from that and she almost died, I uh, I hit the stage after I left uh, the hospital once I, I found out, you know, once I, you know, she was stabilized. And uh, I did this really weird set or a super drunk and sad, but afterwards I felt really good about it. And uh, this was not going to be the same thing. Um, I know a lot of people thought that uh, me taking the time off was probably a little uh, overdramatic. Um, but at the same time, it was like, I, this isn't like, it wasn't, this wasn't just like a person who I, I, I mean, we were only officially dating for like six months, you know, and we we're living together um, in that time. Uh, but this is someone I was friends with for uh, years, years and years and years. Someone I would spend, and someone I, I had not thought of as a, uh, like even a partner in general, because she was with someone at the time. And, uh, you know, it's just not really, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to look at my, you know, at, people who are in relationships and be like, you are a potential mate for me. That's a, that's a psychotic, you know? Um, and then kind of things just kind of happened over the years, uh, where, you know, obviously feelings came into the mix and then, uh, it was uh, kind of history from there. So it was just like, uh, losing like, a she was like, like my best friend for a, a while, you know? Um, so that kind of sucked. Uh, so I took that break and uh, I think that the biggest thing, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, like there was a little bit of time where I uh, I saw her after that and I was really trying to uh, make things work, you know, uh, which kind of sucks. I hate, I hate situations like that because I'm always the kind of guy that's like, if you get cheated on, just fucking, you know, call it quits. But then, I, you know, I can't even I can't even practice what I preach because I, I started seeing her a little bit after that. And uh, just really trying to make it work, trying to look past it, but it, it was just, uh, it was just impossible. It was impossible. I don't know. And and, I, and we both just ended up getting uh, hurt for no reason, uh, more and more. So I, you know, obviously I had to end that, end that. And uh, I don't know. I think I think the the thing that bothered me a lot during that whole situation 
um, wasn't just like a, the narrative about me as as it was happening. I remember when she, uh, you know, when everyone found out what she did and stuff like that. I remember all her friends were just calling me stupid, and <laughs> you know they were saying things like, "Oh, he's just being dumb. He's just forgive you." You know, true love conquers all. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she cheated on me. She slept with somebody else, and then you know came home to me after that. And oh god. And, you know, and I was, that's, I, f- I find that insane, like truly insane, you know, like the, the narrative that was being drawn, um, about how like I should forgive, you know, we can work through it. And cause in the same scenario, but in reverse, say I had cheated on her. I really don't think that her friends would have been like, oh no, he's like, you know, he was just going through some stuff. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you can work it out. He probably won't do it again, you know? Um, and so I just thought that was like super unfair to me. And then even when a lot of people started seeing that we were like uh, seeing each other a little bit again, they did not think I was treating her right just because I had up all these walls and I was like super paranoid that she would do the thing that she just did to me. You know, um, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit about her, but I'm just like, I mean, clearly one of us in the situation, you know, did something bad. And I'm just like trying to make it work. And uh, I know it's not a perfect scenario, not a perfect situation. Um, but what am I supposed to do? Just like trust someone a hundred percent for something that they did that was awful to me, uh, like very recently. It just seems, uh, it just it seems a little bit, you know, one-sided in that regard. So anyways, that, that's all, that's all done. Uh, I, I'd hate that I even did any of that, you know, I, it really wasn't worth it, but now, now I'm at the point where it's like, what do you do now? I've been single for months now. And it was like, and I think that people always give me shit. Cause I usually get right into a relationship like immediately after the next. And that's not like, it's not like I'm looking for these things to happen. Like I am perfectly fine with being single, whether or not people would believe that or not. Um, whether or not, how many, how many times I'm going to say whether or not in any case, uh, it's not that I'm like looking for these, uh, kind of like rebound relationships. It's just that like, I always come across someone or some kind of situation where someone's interested. And uh, I kind of just feel like I know that I should probably give myself some more time. But then it's like, uh, why rid yourself of an opportunity to be happy? You know, your last thing didn't work out and uh, you were kind of miserable and you're miserable now. So it's like, why continue torturing yourself? You know, even though I, I know the norm is to give yourself time, but like at the same time, like what if that, this person's giving you a genuine shot like why not give them a shot back and that's that's like another thing like i am uh, i am divorced and uh a lot of times when people get divorced like my wife my wife left me like it's not like been like two years now she like left me and it i hate this thing like but i get it where it's like after breakup people are like oh you know love is stupid I'll never get married again, you know, all that garbage. But for me, it was never like that. It was just like sometimes sometimes things don't work out with people. And that does not necessarily one person's fault or over another, you know. Like uh, my ex-wife had her, had her issues. Uh, my my latest ex obviously had her issues. It, you know, it, it didn't work out. I don't really fault um, anyone for, for that. It's just like, but at the same time, I'm not going to get super jaded and think that there's not something out there for um, me or anyone. It's, I would 100%, like, people always ask me, would you get married again? And I was 
100% get married. And and that's because, like, I hate that mentality you bring into a different relationship. Like, the baggage you bring from an old relationship of just, like, mistrust or, you know, um, I mean, I, I guess that's mostly, mostly it's, like, mistrust, like, you being cheated on and uh, having someone, like, betray you in any way or form. You kind of bring it into the next relationship. And I'm always actively trying not to do that. I've been in relationships before that ended poorly, but the same, and you can't, this person, the next person you date, the next person you see, they're not the person that hurt you before. So it's really unfair to them to treat them in a way um, that is reflective upon your last relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't. Uh, they're not. They're not that person. And so when you're treating them like with zero trust, it's it's like it doesn't even make sense to them. You know, because they never did anything to you. And I I get that you're scared that it might happen again, but at the same time, like that's not their fucking problem. You know, you have to deal with that. You this person deserves a. a like a full 100% chance, your full 100% trust every time. And I'll do that every time. I will trust blindly every relationship I get into 100%. If I get hurt, I get hurt, you know. I But I don't want it to be like where I finally meet the one person that deserves it. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust you because I've been hurt 100 times, you know. But this is the actual person that deserves it, and now I'm depriving them of, how, you know, being treated the way they should be treated. So... I, uh, I I don't want to do that to someone when they absolutely don't deserve it. And I don't think any of you guys should. And the other thing is, like, now that, you know, I'm single and stuff like that, there's opportunities to kind of, like, you know, you you got friends, you know, uh, of the opposite sex. And if you're not a creep, which is why this is, like, what bothers me that guys, is like, always complain about just, like, being in dry spells, it's, like, if you're not a creep, there's a lot of your friends that will sleep with you. And it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Um, sometimes it is. Uh, and that's why it's kind of, it gets kind of dicey. You know, I, at this point, I am not like, um, and, and have like really no interest in uh, hooking up with anyone um, or even dating, honestly. Dating, even dating strangers. I, uh, I had a couple dates lined up like in, in this like period of time and I just totally ghosted those people. Honestly, I ghosted them to do stand up. Like I had a date and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go do stand up instead. I don't want, it just seems weird. I, I, I slept with someone um, in the same bed with me for like, you know, for six months, which doesn't seem like that long of a time, but I'm super used to that now. So now sleeping kind of alone and, and seeing other people is like, it's like almost like a foreign concept. Cause like I did when I, when I see someone, I dedicate like a hundred percent of my time and energy to that person. So I'm not even ever thinking of, uh, you know, other, other women or anything like that. So to the point where I'll even stop talking to a lot of women, uh, especially if I've, um, slept with them or had some kind of like uh, history with just out of, it's not something that they, uh, my partner's ever, ask of me it's just something I do out of respect um and to kind of get away from uh this kind of like reputation I, I used to have of not doing that and then being a bad person um so I just kind of like to take it out of the equation that's another reason like I don't want to just like go around sleeping with my friends because I like my friends you know and uh there's gonna be a certain point where I start dating someone again and I don't want to have to like and I guess I don't have to but I don't want to like feel 
like guilty if I keep people around that I've slept with, you know, uh, even especially like even just casually, just because in the back of my and I don't want it in the back of their heads like this could happen anytime or as soon as like we break up, it's going to happen with these people that I'm, you know, friends with. Uh, and so it's just hard for me uh, to risk wanting like wanting to risk doing any of that with with uh, with my friends because like uh, I, I'm emotionally invested in my friends you know I want them around and just especially after a breakup like I usually have like zero female friends just because like the people that stick around long enough like I don't know something something happens or something like that and I and then I, I have to like stop all communication with them just like out of like a weird self guilt and uh, I don't want to do that the next time I get into a relationship you know um, however you know there are times when people can do it and it's absolutely fine, but I don't know, it's a fine line. I, I think uh, someone told me, it was an ex, I kind of got mad at her when she told me this um, because I, it was a similar scenario. I was uh, hooking up with a friend and she was clearly, even though she was saying she wasn't uh, like interested in involved like romantically, um, she clearly was. And I was still doing it anyway, knowing that I wasn't, like, uh, emotionally invested in, uh, like, actual relationship. Invested in her as a friend, 100%, but it was clearly hurting her. And then my friend told me that I have a responsibility to protect her from myself. And I was like, what the fuck? She's, like, her own person, you know? People aren't here to be policed or, like, babied or whatever. But at the same time, like, some of that did ring true to me just in in the sense that like this is my friend and I don't want her to get hurt you know but at the same time there's those scenarios where you can't get out you can't you can't avoid it like even at friend capacity there's still some kind of uh emotional attachment romantically you know it's like some the same thing with me it's like part of the reason I started seeing my ex again um um you know is just like you can't help who you, you know, have feelings for. And it's like, uh, it gets super rough. It gets super tricky, you know? And a lot of the things that people tell you are like easier said than done. Just like, oh, forget them, you know? Ah, oh, forget her. And it's like, I mean, well, I'm trying, <laughs> you know? Well, 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 yeah, why didn't I think of that? I'll just forget this person, you know? We do it because we can't, you know? Uh, but at a certain point, you, you really need to move on. Um this is not funny at all, by the way. <laughs> I really wish it was. Uh, this is mostly me just venting and uh, spilling uh, a lot of personal, personal life things. I uh, last night I went to an art installation with Stephanie. Um, so shout out to Stephanie. That was uh, I have a I have terrible social anxiety, so even going up to the city. And then going to this art show is like driving me nuts in the car. I was like panicking, and uh, because like I don't know, just like social situations, especially when I'm the person who doesn't know anyone, like drives me nuts. But then also you have an obligation to keep that person company in that time, and uh, it's like, oh god, it's it's awful. And then inside my head, like while she's talking to people, I'm like screaming. My brain is screaming, like get the fuck out of there. You don't know any of these people. Plus, like they're all kind of dressed like I dress. You know, which out in the suburbs, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I look kind of strange. But out in the city, like, no one even bats an eye on me because this is, every you know, everyone's pretty much alternative. And plus, this was an art installation. So, they're, you know, we're all, you know, kind of dressed in, in similar in that sense. 
And uh, even the end of like, I feel intimidated around people that kind of dress like me for some reason. I think it's just because I'm not used to it. Uh, and also, I was like, I was such a nerd growing up, and I still feel that way um, in, inside in, in, in like a million ways. I'm still just a super nerdy guy. I just happen to have skinny jeans and like purple hair right now, <laughs> you know? So uh, I feel like, uh, you know, cosmetically, I guess, superficially, I fit in, but in, in, a, in, a, in a, like, a more personal level, like, those were, like, you know, hip people, whereas I'm just, like, I, uh, I, I like Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> you know? I love Magic the Gathering. I did find, well, the one thing I did like there, it was so, the art installation was really cool. It was, like, uh, I guess they did this thing where everyone took, like, uh, um, the notepad from the postal, the U.S. Postal Service, and they all did artwork on the same piece of paper that, I mean, it's not the same one, but everyone could grab this from the post office and then did their version of artwork on it and that was like kind of the theme so everyone had them all posted out and uh, I thought it was a really cool concept uh, and there was a lot of stuff I really actually really thought was cool I'm not a big art guy in general I'm more I'm more of a like uh, a music guy but there was some stuff that was like in the style of anime and I'm just like a big anime fan in, in any case in the back of the art gallery um, like the art space, there was uh, a DJ set up that was playing like um, really cool music. And then like on the screen, it was just like all clips of anime. So I was like, OK, that makes me feel uh, pretty good. And then uh, they had uh, Super Smash Brothers 64 in the corner set up. And immediately I saw it and I was like, OK, I feel pretty good now. Um, so I went over there and I watched some people play. And I was like, cool, cool. And then when the next round started, I was like, um, do you mind if I join? And uh <laughs> And then uh, the thing about that game is I'm super good at that game, uh, and specifically the 64 version. Um, uh, I've won like tournaments and stuff before. Nothing, nothing huge on the massive scale, but local tournaments and stuff like that. And uh, I remember during the stuff, and I'm like, I'm about to fucking rock these people. And then I was like, there's an extra level of just <laughs> I like oh god I need to beat them now because I just bragged about it so hard uh so luckily I did it was me and again these people and I don't think it was very fun for them but I was having a blast so I made Steph watch me play Smash Bros for a little bit so that was fun um thanks for that uh ooh, which reminds me I have a fish taco in the fridge that I'm gonna eat uh the other thing I, I uh, saw Joker with uh TJ and uh my thoughts on that uh, movie in general, uh, just right off the bat, I, I thought that it was really well made, if we're going to talk about it. I, I thought that was really well made. However, I do think it was irresponsible considering uh, the kind of uh, climate with, like, incels right now in all the in all the shootings. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to be one of those people because, like, I hate when there's a shooting and they blame fucking Mortal Kombat. I, I'm not going to be in the same sense. I just hate that the i'm gonna start seeing all these posts Ugh, i guess that popping my piece all these all these uh people are gonna be quoting the joker on facebook and it's gonna drive me nuts and it's gonna be the exact exactly the kind of people that i thought would you know what i'm saying as these people that like is in the movie and this is give spoilers i you know spoilers 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 i uh in the movie uh they they glorify not mental illness itself, but the negative aspects of it, the negative feelings 
um, in terms of just like embracing those negative feelings to the point where like there was a point where once he really started doing all the terrible things and really losing his mind, they're literally like raising him above, you know, and like carrying him like a king. And I was like, oh, great. There's going to be all these fucking fedora mouth breathers. They're going to be like, oh, I should fucking be a piece of shit, too, you know. And uh, a lot of people were saying that they're, they found the Joker relatable. But I, I find that to be, like, insane and ridiculous. Like, to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, he's been, like, people are saying, like, I, uh, it's like, you know, I've, I felt like society is, you know, taking advantage of me or stuff like that. It's like, you cannot relate to the fucking Joker. You're out of your goddamn mind. He literally gets beat up by a bunch of little kids as a 30-year-old man. You know, he gets his his mom. Uh, it turns out his mom was abusive and, you know, and uh, was trying to and thought she was in love with a million, like a billionaire, you know, and had lied to him her whole life. And then he had he killed her because he forgot he's he is a, a disease that makes him laugh uncontrollably. Uh, you know, it's like how he's constantly getting beaten by people like that's like saying like going if you said that i relate to the joker like he would be like no you fucking don't <laughs> like did you just get the shit kicked out of you like every day uh, on the street for no reason did you were you in an insane asylum that your mom was also in no you could get the fuck out of here like it, that's like going up to someone who has like a terminal disease and I'm like oh i have a cold so i get i feel i, I get what it's like to be sick you know i have a cold you're going to die I have a cold. We're the same person. You're out of your goddamn mind. You have nothing in common with this person, you know? And I know that, uh, you know, many, many people suffer from mental illness and that maybe that aspect is relatable, but at the same time, it's like, uh, that's, it's, it's not something to be, you know, I'm, no one should judge someone for having, you know, a mental illness, but at the same time to, um, glorify or not necessarily the mental itself but just the negative toxic aspects of it like it's your your mind's not working it's not your friend and you're doing things that are against your best interest and sometimes safety and uh you know there's a you know, there's a reason that you shouldn't be doing something it's making it hard for you to function as a member of society and society isn't what the fuck society has is is betrayed get the f fuck out of here if if you feel like society has betrayed you, you're just a fucking dummy. You're dummy. I bet you eat a lot of sandwiches. Is this your first time going outside? Like, you do you think that people are just out to get you all the time? And the reason you're doing shitty is because of society. Like, that's such a vague, vague, like enemy. You know, and a lot of the people I see complaining that society has uh, let them down are just people who don't. You know, they're they're the people who think that women owe them something. You know, it's always like a dude. You know, it's always a dude who thinks that like all oh, these women d won't sleep with me because they only like when like assholes or something. It's like that's not true at all because you're an asshole and they don't like you. Uh, so I don't know what what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and it just scared me um, that whole idea that the movie would kind of inspire some of these people and I think that was the thing that made me the most uncomfortable the other thing that made me uncomfortable wasn't so much uh 
him himself. It was the me seeing my myself in the people around him, you know, um, watch him. Because I, I, as a stand-up comic, I kind of see people like uh, Arthur at comedy shows. And to the point where, like, makes me it was making me super uncomfortable. Especially there's this one comic in the scene where I swear they... They like owe him some money because they just ripped him off <laughs> from him, and everyone's already been like a little bit on edge about this guy. And uh, it's it's just like I, I, I find I relate more to the audience in the crowd watching this person lose his shit and like be uncomfortable with it. Um, so that was bothering me. Um, and then like him getting up on stage and then bombing that was actually uh that was that bothered me too not not because i'm specifically relating i have bombed on stage but like just the way he handled it was uh unsettling i know it's not a big fan like i said though the movie was really well made i just thought that maybe now's not the time and i know it's like whether you hold you shouldn't like put off art just because like people are fucking stupid but people are fucking just stupid you know and uh, I got to go to these mics and I don't want anyone to inspire that comic I'm talking about. Like if he sees this movie, I don't want him to be, you know, you know, shooting up the place. That, that's my main concern. It's like a very selfish personal thing. I don't think it's going to happen a lot. I just like personally, I think I know someone who who would do it. That's why that's why I'm like, nah, I don't know. Um, so I, I don't know. I can't I can't really recommend that movie. I thought it was really well made. But at the same time, it just kind of pissed me off because I feel like the director knew what he was doing when he did this stuff. And also, I kind of feel like he is probably uh, almost, uh, I mean, shares a mentality with uh, the incels. I think I know he said he said something about how he stopped doing comedy just because everyone's too uh, sensitive. I'm like, ah, fuck you, dude. Like, just, you can still write comedies. Just don't be a dick. You know, it's not, it's not fucking rocket science. Uh so that there was that, and I haven't. I don't think I've seen any other movies since then. I did, however, uh, I went to the planetarium with Talbot. <laughs> Talbot too was the first time I went to the planetarium, and uh, uh, the entire way there, uh, we uh, we listened to Billie Eilish's album, the the one with the the bad guy song, which I it was the only song I, uh, I in, uh, that I I was familiar with. But the rest of the album is really good, with the exception for like two songs. So that was really cool to figure out. I recommend that. Uh, to take a page out of Skits' book to uh, recommend something. That album was super good. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it was just weird spending um, a whole day at the planetarium with your comedian friend, Talbot Steele. Uh, <laughs> it was my first time there. And uh, I don't know, it was like, it's weird. I spent more time alone with Talbot Steele than I have my own father in the past, like, three years. <laughs> it's just very strange. I mean, obviously, I don't get along with my dad, and that's why. But it, that was just uh, something that came to mind that I thought was funny. You know, maybe uh, um, we'll start a reality show where he just adopts me, <laughs> even though we're not even that far off in age. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we went to the planetarium, uh, and uh, he he's such an extroverted guy. <laughs> that guy Talbot. He found uh, he found a sign that says "Ask uh, Me Questions," and then he would just walk around and he was asking people to ask him questions which was ridiculous. And I documented a little bit. If you saw on Facebook, uh, that that's basically exactly what happened until, the, you know, finally they took it away from him, but it took a lot longer than I thought it should have. I feel like they should have gotten him immediately, but they didn't. <laughs> Maybe they were just seeing where it would pan out. Um, and it's just him and I are polar opposites, which is kind of fun. Uh, cause I'm like super introverted and he's the not at all. Uh, I remember we went to go see a, a band at the planetarium and everyone was sitting kind of like mid in the middle to the back and then he made me sit with him in like the front row 
and the, to the point where the band's like, you guys are too close. Like they, they, you know, it was just, and it was just us two in the front row. So it was like very strange for the band because they could just see our faces, <laughs> you know, and everyone's super far away. Um, but I kind of like that uh, kind of juxtaposition with, uh, you know, things and people I hang out with. I, it's, it's fun. But at the same time, though, it is for an introvert, being around extroverted people for so long is, uh, it's, it is really exhausting. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna take too long on this episode. This is just me. I'm I'm sure no one's even listening to this point anymore. Uh, we're gonna go into misconnections and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, this first one is called Tame the Beast. Um, Tame the Beast. Tame the Beast. That was my little nickname you gave me. Dip Dip. Where are you? Um. So I guess his name that someone gave him. I actually, you know, it's hard to tell genders in a lot of these because they're not very not specific but uh the beast it's quite quite the nickname and also dip dip this makes me think that uh this makes me think that it's like more of like a hood thing this is not like no one no one in the suburbs is like what's up dip dip you know you know what i'm saying i uh and the only reason i say that is because my friend she used to get um it was my old co-worker she used to she used to get letters from this guy in prison and I remember uh, <laughs> we were at work, and she's like, "Ugh, I got this other letter from a prisoner. He keeps writing me. Um, this guy knew, and then he went to jail. And I was like, can I have that letter? And she was like, I guess so. <laughs> and so I kept it. And I was reading it, and it was like fucking, uh, it was fucking bananas. Um, you know what? I'm just going to read it on here. That's kind of funny. Give me one sec. This will be interesting. I've never... Uh, so she gave me this... And this is a fucking long letter. So I'm not only going to read some of it. I'm going to keep her name out of it just because I know. But this is a real letter that my coworker got from prison. I've had this uh, for like, I don't know, five years now. I keep it by my bed. Uh, we're going to change her name to... Uh, we'll change it to Stephanie. <laughs> you know? Because I kind of feel like this is probably going to end up happening to her. Uh, Stephanie. Look, Ma. I know I hurt you, I Fuck, man. I'm tired of this shit. I miss the fuck out of you, Ma. I know you back with your ex. I don't even care no more. There ain't shit in this world that's gonna change, and I love the fuck out of you. I I tried, man. Conyo. I think conyo means fuck in Spanish. I really tried to forget about you, but I just can't, Ma. I wake up, and you the first thing that comes to my mind. I love you so much, Stephanie. <laughs> You're my princess, man. Man, Ma, so much shit has happened to me. You were my best friend. I told you everything. They killed my stepdad. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that. I was just... I laugh every time I read that just because uh, the tone shift is like there was no transition. He was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. They killed my stepdad. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, fuck. But anyways... uh. It gets it gets weirder. I won't. I'll save. I'll save the rest of it for um, another day, uh, another pod. Maybe I'll read the whole fucking thing uh, on a podcast one day. I don't, really don't have the time now. But the the reason I brought it up is because at the at the end he refers to her, or in the middle, as Lil Wet Wet. <laughs> and and I, I was reading it at work. I looked at her and she was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" She was, dude was calling you little wet wet. You have a desk job. Why are you getting these letters? Oh god! 
And I literally like that's I keep this prison inmates letter by me every night. <laughs> it's like right by my bed. I have a weird thing about the saving old letters. Maybe I'll read some of them um, one day uh, on the podcast. Uh, obviously, I'm not honest, man. I don't want people to get mad. But anyways, uh, you know, some people have tamed the beast. Some people have a little wet wet. <laughs> some people have dip dip. If you got a cool nickname that someone's giving you, um, you know, send it into we are the strange podcast at gmail.com. I'll read it. I'll shout you out. All you little dip dips and wet wets. Uh, this next one uh, is called Looking for a Hockey Player. Cool. Uh, I'm a tall male looking to have some fun. Let me be the goal and you be the stick. Let's play hockey. You must be able to host or meet for car fun. Bigger the better. Um, and now, obviously, you know, no problems here. Obviously, a guy looking for a guy. My main concern is that you use the hockey analogy, and that's not how hockey is played. He, uh, I will be the goal, and you will be the stick. The The point of the game is not to get the stick and the goal. It's to get the puck, right? I'm not a big sports guy, but I'm pretty sure my uh, you know tentative understanding is, uh, you know, my tentative grasp allows me to know that much that the puck goes in the goal. His, his dick is the puck. It's not the stick. I'm sorry. You fucked up. Now you you should have picked a different sport. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. <laughs> um, that's not how the game works. Uh, so that was uh that was fun. Uh, that was a fun little romp. That's an Aurora. In case anyone's interested in looking to hook up with a guy with a tentative grasp on hockey rules. Uh, this last one is called Gold Gold Coast A. It's in Chicago. Uh, we met a little while back in December on a dating app, but you told me you were attached and didn't want to take things any farther than just talking. When we met for the first time, I kissed you after lunch at my place, but you didn't seem like you wanted me to. When I threw myself at you, you didn't seem excited, lol. Even after you left in what seemed like disgust, I haven't stopped thinking about you and how hot you are. If you see this, please reach out. I'd love to see you again. Maybe this time I can get you excited enough to stay, winky face. Uh, I, clearly, okay, I'm, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, you're not, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out why I don't like this one. It's because, like, he clearly read the signs, didn't like it, and then went for it again, didn't like it. And then even though she left not liking it, he was like, listen, you're fucking hot. So just, you know, let's give this another shot. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, or or lady, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what is the delusion there that, or or even the fun of having someone, you know, not want, yeah, you know, I, I know there's, I just talked about this with uh, Lisa on the last podcast, like uh, situations of like non or consensual non-consent. But even then that's like, that's role playing essentially. Like you, you pretend like you don't want to, but you act like you want like, but to have someone not actually want it, like that doesn't even just to kiss you. Like, ah, it's just, it, it seems really, I don't know, like not fun. Like why would you even want that? Um, so this guy or girl, uh, this person is definitely a creep. Uh, so watch out on the Gold Coast of Chicago. Uh, and yeah, the, the best, the, the, the thing that bothers me the most is that this person knew that it was upsetting the other person, you know, whereas most people are kind of ignorant and, uh, they don't, you don't really get what they're doing, which I also don't think is a good excuse anyway, just because, you know, read the room. 
this person a lot of people make moves based on wishful thinking but it's like a lot of the times i feel like a lot of people like people will let you know if they're interested <laughs> you know you don't have to like oh I better you know i'm gonna risk it all right now like you know just like wait a couple minutes and, and see what happens <laughs> if they're interested they usually like they, they ask to hang out again you know or they'll touch you <laughs> somehow <laughs> you know it's uh i, I don't know I guess uh, this is one of those things. It's too, it's too much to unpack. It's too much to unpack. Um, okay, so we're going to plug. I honestly don't have any shows coming up except for uh, Shots and Giggles, which is this 20... It's uh, October 25th, if I'm looking at the camera. Uh, camera. Calendar. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this time it's usually on a uh, usually on a Saturday, but this month it's on uh, a Friday. Uh, I actually have a tentative grasp on, on why. I didn't ask questions. I just kind of like follow orders. So uh, I'm hosting that with Timmy Blaze. The lineup is super good, so please check that out. Um, beyond that, I always have the mic that we run uh, every Wednesday at Luna Brewing in Villa Park. It is not a good mic, and I, I still don't care. <laughs> I love it. Um, so at the Burbs this year, if we win, like, worst mic ever, I would still be, like, super happy just because it's fine. Just have a bad time sometimes. What's the big deal? Uh, anyway, uh, we do this every week. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a guest next week, so I'm just not rambling to myself about gibberish. Um, uh, if you have any questions, comments, send it to we have the strange podcast at gmail.com. Uh, uh, until then, uh, we'll see you next time.